sun come up, I'll be there to say what up in the morning. Brush my teeth, find that clip I've been looking for since last night. I feel so caught up in the blood. I come somehow in my bedroom. Turn around, see myself in the mirror. I guess I'm cool. And those happy thoughts in my head. And then I'm like I'm beautiful. Minus the price in the purse. Happy to see how far I've come to the same place. If you can, my dreams, imagination. Perfectly at peace. So I move along a bit higher. I'll be here. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another week. I'm Evan Wazorek. That's my brother Matthew. Go Tribe. Go, go Tribe, absolutely. We are two brothers originally from Cleveland coming to you from both the great coasts of the United States. It is a rainy day here in Monterey, California. Matt, how's the weather in Cleveland? It is sunny and the fireworks are going off at RFK Stadium during the United States. There you go. All right, you're in D.C., not Cleveland. My bad, people. Anyways, welcome to another edition of 15 Minute You. Everything that happened in last week, college in last week's college football world, with a preview of next week. Hopefully, in 15 minutes. Before we get into our usual top 25 topics, etc., I just I know the audience is very concerned about the Western Michigan turnover streak. Will they? Won't they? Continue it. I have sad news to report, folks. They did lose a fumble against the Akron Zips this weekend. So they have one turnover. I believe they actually had two fumbles but recovered one. So they're looking at they're looking at one um, fumble. They're still number two in the nation for turnover margin. Number one being Washington. Anyways. Let's move into uh, top 25. Let's see these changes for this week. Just a quick editor's note. The Big Ten still has four teams in the top ten. We'll be circling back to this later, but go Big Ten. Um, so first thing, first things first, drastic changes, newcomers. You know, who are the movers and shakers? Well, Michigan had a bye week. They are moved up number three, though, after Clemson's, uh, we'll say, difficulties this week, having to win in overtime. Setting up a collision course Thanksgiving weekend in Columbus. Then we have number nine, Baylor, moving up two spots. Then our first big move of the week, undefeated West Virginia, now 12, moving up eight spots after besting Texas Tech 48-17. Gotta respect undefeated. Speaking of undefeated, the Broncos row the boat, baby. Moving up four spots to number 20. They beat Akron uh, 41 to nothing. And again, they lost that turnover, unfortunately. Crushing our fans' hopes and dreams. (laughs) Couple of teams dropping. Tennessee drops nine place after just being routed by Bama at home. Can't say I didn't see it coming. But yeah, they lost 49 to 10 at home. Lane Kiffin revenge there. Right? Well, is it revenge? Is it revenge, though? He was like, nah, fuck you, I'm out. <laughs> like, that's not revenge. That's, uh, that's, that's, that's right, being a right. dick. He's only worked there for about a half hour. <laughs> uh, and then we have Ole Miss, now ranked number 23, dropped 11 spots. We'll be circling back to this. But they are now 3-3 three and three after losing to Arkansas, 30-34. to 34. It was a close game. They were storming back, but Arkansas managed to hang on and get the W. Now, moving on, we got two folks that's actually welcome back to the party. Number 22, UNC, after besting Miami. And then number 25, LSU, welcome back. Uh, they beat Southern Miss 10 to 45. Now that we've got the welcome backs, our you know, sad departures, no real surprises here. Miami now unranked. They were 16. They lost uh, UNC 20 to 13. The same UNC team that beat Free Shoes, which moved up one spot to number 13. And then Virginia Tech 
was 17. They lost unranked Syracuse at Syracuse. If you really want a good pump-up speech, go watch Syracuse head coach speech in the locker room after that game. It was it was great. Whose house? Whose house? Our house. Uh, Matt, you got anything on that before? Mm-hmm. But anyways, as I alluded to earlier, speaking of teams falling out of the top 25, uh, Matt, you and I have had a lot of conversations off wax about teams that deserve or not deserve to be ranked in the top 25. Do you want to share with the folks at home your thoughts? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I don't know how long this has existed. Probably forever. But I think one thing that you and I have talked a lot about is just like that, you absolute bias is given towards power five teams being Absolutely. Like, uh, much higher than they should be. So, of course, it's going to happen at the beginning of the season because nobody's played yet, but we're at like week seven and week eight now. Mm-hmm. During the season, in my opinion, the best data that college football has to decide where to rank teams is when they're playing head-to-head. So, yeah. In the AP and in the coaches' poll, we've consistently seen this head-to-head data ignored. And I want to take a look at two specific examples. One goes back to Free-Shoes University. The other is going to go to number Going into last week, both teams were two losses. Ole Miss are now three losses. Seven games in They've lost three to seven. Florida State was ranked 14 with two losses. They were moved up this week to number 13. One of those losses is to USC, who was bounced from the polls last week. Welcome back to this week. Bounce. After Florida State goes up to 14. It's bothering to me. If Florida State has two losses, one of the pounded by Louisville. Louisville put up 63 as a basketball score. Yeah. Yeah. Then they lost to USC, who at that time was unranked. Florida State's rewarded with a 14. When at the same time that they ranked 14, they were fifth in the Atlantic division of the Coastal. It's all right. I'm bobbled at that. So, uh, do you know any of those teams off the top of your head that were ahead of them? Just for the folks at home? Uh, I don't. Uh, I mean, Clemson, yeah, I don't. Uh, UNC is one of those teams. Yeah, unranked last week. I mean, I totally agree. I don't know how else you do it. You know, two teams play each other. The one that wins is better. Ge- I mean, generally speaking, might be like a fluke. Someone got hurt, but that wasn't the case. I think that this is always how this happens. Um, this time of year, you know, kind of later into the season, power conferences get the get the bias. They get the higher rankings because I mean, you can't deny that. Like, yes, overall, certain conferences are better than certain conferences. And the unfortunate thing is we don't get enough interconference play, in my opinion. You get these biases because they don't really... Conferences playing each other, or do you mean, I mean power fives playing other power fives? That's what I mean. P- other power fives playing Agreed. other power fives. Agreed. If we had more of that, I think you would see less of this. Cause, you know, it's difficult to say when a team comes through the SEC and they're, you know, four and five, if they've, you know, of those nine games, they've only played SEC teams. Like, how do you really rank yeah. that against Big Ten? It is also... Like, it's unacceptable to lose a game in college football, right? And so, yes. 
And Nick Saban has advocated for this power five only play power five. So, if in that Saban scenario, it would be acceptable then to lose non-conference. It would have to be right. If you have all these top ten matchups, like only one team can win, and Absolutely. you can't be put on some catchway island if I lose a game. Absolutely. So this is, I mean, speaking of all, you know, we're kind of hinting at this. I, I, the saving scenario, I don't think is quite yeah. fair because how can other teams come up and be better? How can you get the boys? How can you get the Houstons? Um, so this is all kind of... This is all kind of like alluding to and touching on what conferences are the best. Let's go through the best conferences in, in, the, in the scenario right now. And I think, hands down, Big Ten. Correct? I mean, there's no argument. Agreed. We're Big Ten homers. People would disagree with us. For those biases. Second week in a row, four teams in the top ten, and, and you actually have your second tier team, Wisconsin, playing tough against Very Michigan tough. and Ohio State. Mm-hmm. Unlike where you're like Tennessee, oh, they're you know the second tier SEC team gets blown out at home by Alabama. Absolutely, like that's not comparable. Yeah, no, not at all. So then, I, in my opinion, the next two conferences are the ACC and the Pac-12. Uh, I think you can make an argument for either being in that second spot. I'm going to lean towards the ACC. I, I would certainly accept arguments for the Pac-12. So my question to you, who is number two conference, and what's the drop-off between the Big Ten and whatever conference you think is number two? I don't think the drop-off's big, because I think there's only three good teams in the Big Ten right now. Sparty was exposed against Northwestern. I stumbled their way to a mediocre record. So I think it's Wisconsin, Michigan, and Ohio State are the only real contenders out of the Big Ten. But it's three. Not three Nebraska? A lot of conferences. Ah, good point. That's fair. Nebraska's undefeated. We should give a little bit more. But that would even add, you know, add to the Big Ten. We'll see. They have not played anybody yet. They do play Ohio State. So we'll see what the outcome of that is. I, I would actually put you in. I think it's the Big 12. That's the next best conference. Really? Wow. Uh, everybody in the ACC has true losses. Everybody in the ACC has true losses, mm-hmm. except for Clemson and Louisville, including Free Shoes has true losses. So if we look at the Big 12, and we're talking about the Big 10 has three strong teams. Wisconsin has lost twice, but it's two top five teams. Okay, fine. Ohio State undefeated, Michigan undefeated, just had two or three right now. The Big 12, Baylor and West Virginia very quietly are undefeated. And Oklahoma, although bested by Ohio State, is still undefeated in conference play. I think I don't see another combination of three strong teams. You have the Pack, you've got Washington, I have no idea who's that. I have the SEC, you have Alabama, no idea who's that. So I, I'm here to the Big 12. Okay, I mean, I, I think that's a fair argument. Um, I think. Maybe I'm being a little biased towards the top heaviness of the ACC and the Pac-12, but I do think that counts for something. Like, would I rather, I, I'm looking at it from the perspective, of would I rather, if I was a coach, be in the Big 12 or the ACC or the Pac-12? i got to say I'd rather be in the Big 12 right now. They also don't have a championship Agreed. game. Which, and it, we're going to kind of go round and round, isn't it? But one thing to think about, like you were So where do you where do you feel the the order is next? Obviously, you and I have some disagreements uh, two through three. Specifically, where does the SEC fall for you? For me, it's number four conference after uh, ACC uh, Pac twelve. 
Uh, again, I understand it's it's very top heavy, but Alabama, by and large, is the best uh, team in the country, and I I do think that that should count for something. So I think it's SEC four, maybe American five. Although you you've convinced me about the Big Twelve, that to me they could be five. I still don't think they're as strong as you say they are. I would I would actually put the Pac twelve at five. Interesting. I would go Big Ten, ACC, Big Twelve, SEC, Pac twelve left. Where do you have American Athletic? They have Houston, they have Navy, both ranked. They have South Florida, six and one, and they have five and yeah. one Memphis. South Florida, Memphis, we'll see. Houston, I was big on until they dropped Navy, and then in the fourth quarter of yesterday, it is thirty-one, thirty-one against an unranked Tulsa team. But I don't love what I've seen Houston do the last two weeks in a row either. Uh, we will see Navy uh, postponed against ETU this weekend. We'll see what happens there. So you put them uh, at six. Go you put them at six, just real quick. I put them at six. Okay. Yeah, I would. But that can all change next week, depending on the outcomes of uh, next week's games. So let's pick them. Let's uh, do it. We both returned to our winning ways. You have a seven, six, and one overall record since we started the five. Uh, I moved up to eight, five, and one. So Purdue, this man. This week, Purdue. West Buffalo. Yeah, I warn you about that. You know. I thought we were picking home teams. My aunt, what's that? I thought we were picking home teams. Yeah, except for those guys. Uh, I also think that I just saw that their head coach got fired today. Oof. Uh, Yikes. That's how it's going to West Lafayette. Thursday night, though, we will see Miami at Virginia Tech, both now unranked. I'm taking Tech there. I think Tech kind of had a hangover last week. Didn't come back against Syracuse. I do expect them to rebound against Miami in Blacksburg at home. Uh, Game of the week, number six, Tech fan at Alabama. Uh, I think we'll both go with number one, Bama. They're rolling. In the great state of Michigan, we have a directional game. Eastern Michigan against Western Michigan. Western's going to continue rowing that boat. Row the boat. In a tight game, Ole Miss somehow managed to still be ranked at 23 at LSU. Because the game is in Death Valley, it's called Death Valley for a reason. Both of us took LSU at home. Yep. Memphis at Navy. Again, your American argument. We'll see what the outcome of this game is. Uh, we both took committees. And then uh, number 10, Wisconsin. It's at Iowa, uh, Tinnock is loud. We both took Wisconsin. Uh, you had some thoughts on that game, though. Yeah, I, I, like you said, we both took Wisconsin. I'm pretty confident about that. I will say, I think uh, it's going to be closer than people think it's going to be. Iowa, the historical uh, Big Ten spoiler. I'm, I'm thinking a field goal game. Agree, agree. I think it's going to be close. I'm still picking Wisconsin. Though. The two places where we disagreed on coming up next week: we at number 17, Arkansas. At the Plains, number 21, Auburn. I have Auburn at home. I told you I'm against picking uh, road teams with the exception of Iowa last week in October. Uh, Auburn has a top 20 defense right now, top 30 rushing game. I like that controlling the tempo for a win at home. I, I see what you're saying. I think, however, Arkansas showed a lot of resiliency uh, coming off that loss to Alabama. They really thought they could win that game, and then they, they lost it. So it could have been you know, a season ender right there. And I think they, they played real tough against Ole Miss. You know, Ole Miss was surging at the end. They were coming back for a you know last-second victory drive, and Arkansas managed to fend that off. And then I also think if you look at two games where the teams play the same opponent, Texas A&M, I think despite what the scoreboard says, I believe Arkansas played them better at State College, or College Station than Auburn played A&M at Jordan O'Hare Stadium. That's why I think Bielma gets a W on the road, kind of cools the seat down a little bit. We'll see. We'll see. And then the last game, Arizona State at Washington State, a game with some Pac-12 implications here. Washington State currently undefeated in Pac-12 play. I got the coup. I think Mike Leake, Mike Leake is bringing a pirate away. The Pullman still, again, not, not about to pick road teams in October. And uh, so, yeah, I got the coup at home. 
You're taking the Sun Devils because... I am taking the Sun Devils, one, because Mike Leach might lock up half of his players in some kind of shed near the practice facility, and then, oh, you know, they're God. all emaciated for game time. Uh, however, um, while... Washington State has shown some serious improvement. I mean, look at their wins. They're against Eastern Washington University, Idaho, an awful Oregon team, uh, and a struggling Stanford for team. Only Stanford was on the road. I'm not buying like a lot of toughness from this team. Um, I'm not buying them anything other than maybe similar to Iowa, an occasional spoiler in the Pac-12. Plus, both their losses were in shootouts. Todd Graham being a Rich Rod disciple, I expect a shootout and taking the Sun Devils. <laughs> All right, well, we'll see, we'll see. Before we go, I do want to give a shout-out to the Sons of football player, Nigel Hayes, Game Day Sign, Broke Badger. Our discussion across that was the hysterical. college athletes. Uh, speaking as a former Division I college athlete, albeit very much lower profile, still cross-country, uh, I don't agree with Hayes 100 percent that college athletes should be paid, but I appreciate him using his platform as an athlete, as well as the creative advantage, creative taking advantage of having game day hosting in Madison. Yeah. Uh, so way to keep the dialogue up in a positive manner. I just, I'm, I'm in the honest college athletes should be played. I think it's dangerous precedent, but something's got to be done about the egregious amount of money that people at the top are making off college football, college basketball, league commissioners, bowl game hosts, cable companies, yep. especially, etc. Should not be. Ma- I mean, they're making. All right, folks, quick shout-out to Monterey Peninsula College Lobos, 6-0. This is Evan Wazork, and remember, folks, don't pick like my brother.